This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Cultivating Convos, Ohio Department of Agriculture's weekly podcast. I'm Shelby Croft and with me as always, almost always, is Megan Harshbarger. Nearly 90%. <laughs> we'll give you 90%. It's 90% here. I'm sorry if you guys hear my dog. He's downstairs echoing barks in the background. So Archie nonstop over here. Hello, everyone. Welcome uh, to another episode. Thanks for listening. We've got actually a really cool topic today. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a, a project that started about a year ago called uh, Grazing Management Minute. And uh, we do videos every month. We produce videos every month with our experts um, over in our division of soil and water. And we talk about best grazing management practices um, that farmers can participate in. So to, to talk with us a little bit about that is Jared Hiddle. He's with ODA, um, Soil and Water Conservation. Thanks, Jared, for being here. We've worked on lots of videos together. <laughs> yes, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be here. And uh, I guess I'll just start uh, the Grazing Management Minute videos kind of started a little bit out of necessity uh, because uh, because of COVID and we couldn't get out and see um, the producers, we couldn't see the soil and water staff and the NRCS staff that we typically worked with on a weekly and monthly basis. Uh, we have a grazing team at ODA that's made up of about uh, eight people. And on that grazing team, uh, we have several different disciplines excuse me, several dis different disciplines where there's folks like myself that write grazing management plans that work with directly with the producer. There's uh, other folks on there that are responsible for all our educational activities from our technician development program, from our pasture walks and uh, grazing schools that we put on uh, that's in cooperation with the soil and water districts as well. So. Um, we have a lot of different disciplines and when COVID hit, uh, we wanted to do something that kept us out in front of those producers and in front of our partner agencies. So we started with the grazing management videos and we wanted them to be short so we would hold people's attention. So anywhere from two to three minutes. And uh, we wanted to focus on timely topics as they come out each month, something that uh, producers could get a hold of. and one either add to their operation or try it or if they just have general questions about it they could give us a call it's all good let's run back to just something real quick and and let's also mention we we do have a farmer with us today to talk about this also yes treg ulmer he's a perry county farmer and he also participates in grazing management so treg thanks for being here with us also yeah thank you for having me it's a it's a big honor so jared i'm just going to back you up a little bit I would okay. love just for our audience who maybe is never is not aware of this. Tell us exactly what grazing management is. Uh, grazing management can have a, you know, there's all kinds of different things. You know, Treg talked about non-selective grazing. Uh, there's been take half, leave half. But basically what you're going to do is uh, manage the forages on your farm, much like you would crops or 
anything else to get the maximum efficiency or maximum production out of your grazing land uh, for the animals that are on there. And so, Treg, you participate in a couple grazing management practices. Could you talk about your land in Perry County and what you do? Yeah, so um, we're located in northern Perry County on a family-owned property. It's been in the family for over 150 years. My wife and I own and operate. Our cow-calf operation has evolved over the years into that. And you participate in a couple grazing management practices. Talk about which ones and why you know, they're so important for your operation. Yeah, so uh, to begin with, the two uh, videos that we did with Jared were, one was based on stockpiling, and the other one was based on challenges with grazing strip ground. And the first one with stockpiling, um, I knew that we needed to limit our cost as cow-calf producers. Uh, I knew that we couldn't run cows the way my grandpa did, uh, just simply, doesn't doesn't pencil out anymore due to uh, changes in markets and, and costs. So we had to do something different than what he was doing. We simply couldn't feed hay for 120 days a year. So we started dabbling with uh, stockpiling. The first uh, year or so that we did it uh, was with limited success, just a lack of knowledge and, and management of the cow herd themselves. Uh, we did good through about the January, February timeframe, but then uh, March was coming around, our stockpile was starting to rot. Um, and so we've, we've evolved that a little bit. We're doing a once over system and coming in and taking all the good with the bad. And it has really helped uh, the bottom line with the cow herd and the body condition. And then the, the second video we did was, like I said, about uh, grazing strip ground, the challenges with that. Um, there's some good, there's some good, uh, that comes with it and then some bad as well. Um, some poor areas that we really need to focus on as far as fertility goes. Uh, we don't have it nailed down and the overall method of, of grazing strip ground just due to how it's been treated in years past is different. It doesn't quite have the vigor of uh, the virgin ground like we have at the home place. So Jared, you brought up something, a few interesting points about uh, you know other other states looking to see you know, what's being done here. Um, talk to us about how, you know, why it's important what you all are doing and, and how it is different, I guess, than what's going on out there. Well, the, I guess the reason I, I would say it is important is because uh, as our population continues to grow, uh, farmers need to be more cognizant and manage their resources a little bit better. Treg had mentioned that, uh, you know, they ha we have a limited resource, so we're trying to get the most that we can out of it. And by implementing these grazing management practices, uh, we feel that these producers can get more tons of forage produced per acre, which in, in will either help increase the their overall herd size or help them feed longer into the winter. And by doing that, we hope that we hope that uh, it will benefit these farmers. Either one, make more dollars on the ground that they currently have, or produce more product on the ground that they have. So that's why we feel that the grazing management is important here in Ohio and even even across this nation because we are limited on resources. We are losing farm ground at a record rate, and uh, we we feel that uh, there are things that can can be done as farmers as producers 
that one can protect the environment and help maximize uh, their production potential as well. And Treg, when we talked last week, you you had mentioned, you know, this grazing was a, a real passion of yours. H- how did that get started? And tell me why you're so passionate about this. Well, you know, I'm not really sure uh, where where the passions come from, but I've always grown up loving uh, the outdoors, loving <clears throat> loving wildlife, and I feel like I have a huge obligation put on my shoulders, um, given the opportunity to manage this land. And uh, it's not our land, it's the Lord's. And, and passing it on to the next generation is a very, very important point of ours, because ultimately, if we can't pass it to our kids and they can't be profitable off of it, you know, what are we working so hard for? So being able to pass it on to the next generation is a, a big driver of ours. And so enjoyment and profitability is is uh, number one on our list. It's got to be fun and it's got to make money. And I mean, Treg, obviously you work you work closely with the team. So Jared, why don't you talk to us a little bit about how, kind of walk us through the steps of how you help the producers do this. Well, most of the time we uh, work with the producers, we start with what we call grazing management plan. And that goes, then that looks at all the aspects of the operation. That starts by looking at how many uh, animal units that the producer has uh, in relation to the number of acres that they have. And looking about how many animals we can potentially run on this farm. We look at the water systems. We look at the quality of life that the producer wants to have, how much time do they want to spend out in the field with their animals? Uh, How much time do they want to spend um, rotating animals or doing uh, checks? So it's different for everyone that we work with. Some want to be out there weekly, others want to be out there daily. Some are even out there two times a day um, with with their herd. Um, it just depends on what it fits. So to start that process, we, you know, we're either contacted by the producer, we go out and do an inventory of their operation and uh, help them make decisions that will benefit their operation. And it's not so much a one-way conversation as it is more of talking it out with the producer saying, all right, this is the direction the producer wants to go, but giving them ideas to think about as well, because uh, there's no one way to make money in agriculture. Um, What works for TREG uh, might not work for another producer. Um, There's different operations out there. So it's just coming up with ideas, getting them in touch with the people that they need to get put in touch with to help them maximize their property profit and the overall enjoyment of of working on their farms. So um, in addition to the grazing management plan, that's kind of a building block that puts all the information down on paper that they can access um, and just go back through, okay, this is what we talked about. This is how um, their recommendations were for the management. um, So they can either consider it or not, or take that management and tweak it to their liking and go from there and in addition to that i talked about partner agencies earlier Um, one of the big things that the plan um, can go towards is helping them get cost share funding for uh, best management practices through the natural resource conservation service so that's our partner agency that we work with and they provide funding to these producers for things such as uh, pipeline installation uh, installing water tanks 
heavy use pads, feeding areas, and things like that. So um, they they have the money behind it to help implement these environmental practices, and the and what we do at ODA is help facilitate that through writing these grazing management plans and and working with those producers hand in hand with their district conservationists in their counties and uh, our grazing team across the state. So Treg, I know you've been doing grazing management for a few years. Would you, you know, recommend this to other farmers who may be thinking, hey, maybe I want to get into this. Maybe I want to do my research. Maybe I want to reach out to to ODA and get started. Yeah, I definitely would. Like I said before, it's a passion of ours um, and it's what we like to do. We move, <clears throat> we're moving cows on average, or my wife is, uh, on average four times a day uh, currently. And it has really improved uh, the overall efficiency of our operation. I'm not saying that everybody ought to move cows four times a day, but some sort of grazing management, I believe, is vital in the future of the cattle business, uh, especially if you're looking at wanting to be able to bring on your son, grandson, or or just make your operation a little more profitable. Um, grazing management is, is the low-hanging fruit. Uh, we've definitely had some train wrecks on our hands. It's not all glitz and glamour and everything's perfect but um, if you go into it with your eyes wide open talk to other producers um, like if you talk to us we'll tell you about all the the problems that we've had and you know hopefully to mitigate that for other, other people that way they don't have to go through it but um, uh, set stock grazing in my opinion is is in the past and, and moving forward uh, grazing management just the way the markets are um, is, is definitely the way to go well, I feel like we could probably sit here and talk about this all day long, but we probably need to wrap things up here now. Jared and Treg, do you have any any parting thoughts? But I guess I would just say if, if anybody is interested in grazing management and would like to get started, they can contact uh, the Division of Soil and Water or their local Soil and Water Conservation District. Uh, if the districts aren't comfortable working with grazing management, uh, they, they know to reach out to us and we can work with them on a regular basis. We have a great relationship with the soil and water districts all across the state, as well as the Natural Resources Conservation Service offices in our state. So uh, if, if there's anybody out there listening that, that would be interested or just would like some more information, uh, they could reach out to us or their local soil and water. Thanks, Jared. And if anyone is interested in watching our video series um, where we highlight um, a grazing management practice each month, you can head to ODA's YouTube page and click on the Grazing Management Minute playlist. All of the videos are stored there and you'll see Jared and Treg. <laughs> and a lot of cows. <laughs> So many cows, so many good moves. And you know what? So many good sounds of cows eating grass, which is probably my favorite. Yes. <laughs> Munching away. All right. Well, thank you, Jared. Thank you, Treg, so much for joining us this week. This is uh, an important topic and uh, something that we're happy to be able to get on and uh, discuss on here. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Well, I appreciate you guys having us. Thank you. Thanks, guys. And thanks, everyone, for listening and tuning in to our latest episode. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.